more on Google Chrome, and the European Union's Digital Marketing Act. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Truebill. Get control of your subscriptions at truebill.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part three in a three-part Mac Voices Live conversation that took place while I was traveling, so I'm not part of it, but the panel did a great job. This time, they wrap up their conversation about Google Chrome and why it could be trying to take over the internet, then digs into the European Union's Digital Marketing Act and what it could mean for Apple. Let's let the panel do the talking. Apple shall allow Internet Explorer back on the Mac. It's been too long. <laughs> uh, I, the Apple doesn't not allow it. Can't you, even get, can't you get I Internet want, Explorer? I want oh, iCab. Not for a Mac. Are you sure about that? Not you, for like, like 15 mm, years, 20 years. I thought years. it was back again. I think it is. No. No. Microsoft Edge? Yes. Yeah, Edge well, there. that's what I mean. No, 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 no. That's he's talking about Internet Explorer. Internet Explorer oh, used to come bundled no, with the Mac, right? There's no way. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we all oh, have the, the Pepper, trauma. Pepperidge Farm. The tire, we have the tire first. tracks to. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. That. That was. Uh, I still kind of have nightmares about that one. We're, oh. we're still all going through therapy. Yeah. Frank, you, you mentioned you want iCab. Oh, Just yeah. go download it. iCab is still around. iCab is still available. Are you and serious? It, and it runs natively on uh, on, on Mac M1? still. Yes, there, it's still oh, up, it's God, still updated. I love it. I would think it's Microsoft, but they're iCab W point uh, or but it is you know they did stop uh, developing their own web engine. It's WebKit. Oh. Uh, to Jim's point real fast is if you put Chrome on iOS and if you allow side loading, then Chrome could, I mean, Chrome has its all own web store, app store. And I'm wondering if that that's would, true. That would right. Yeah. At that point, you, you basically have a, uh, a store with a Chrome phone with an Apple logo on it. Yeah. I wonder if they would, you know, if, that yeah, but I, I think the problem is more systematic than that. I mean, you can get Chrome. For iOS now, I don't know if it has their app store, Doesn't, but you know, it's mm -hmm. it's web it's WebKit, it's mm -hmm. not Blink. Um, so you know, I I think the 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 problem is at a lower level. Like you know, Google could decide, yeah, we're not going to support HTTP anymore. You know, here we've got this you know HTTPG or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they could do that with you know they have the heft. And and especially if they didn't, you know, if it wasn't for mobile Safari, Google could just unilaterally say, you know, you know what, or 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 you know, if you use HTTPG, you know, they're already trying to do that, you know, with certain things like, oh, you're going to get way better performance if you use our protocol. And, you know, they 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 did that with I think AMP or something like that, which didn't really work, but. Well, AMP was more about um, you putting the hooks into your website so that uh, Google could hijack all your content. Right. But the and, point ah. is, if if Google controlled, you know, 90% of the browsers in the world, they could just do that and say, you must, you know, the, the, the web publishers would be like, you know, Google could say, if you want to be on 90% of the browsers, you've got to do this. And yeah. Um, but but if, if Safari is coming with the uh, Apple, if Safari is still coming with the iPhone, 
most people aren't going to bother changing it. I think they will if their websites don't work anymore. Um, I mean, and what you do at that point is you make a a special web page that that goes through the hoops to be able to display on mobile Safari. And it Mm -hmm. says uh, that you need to tap the button to sideload Chrome for iOS so that you can continue to watch everything. And then everyone will be like, okay, boop. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what would happen. And, you know, imagine if, imagine if say Facebook, you know, or, you know, some popular, you know, things are like, yep, you've got to use Chrome. People would just do it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Let's, uh, let's, uh, let me go to the chat room here real quick and get some of the comments that are being said of our, our viewers here. Uh, Brad uh, said in the chat here, Chrome is not as bad of a memory hog as it used to be. I, I agree with that. Yeah. It's gotten a lot well, that, better. That's that like was always saying a 500-pound boulder falling on you isn't as bad as the, a the one-ton boulder. boulder falling on you. There. Okay. People, <laughs> like to, people like to bring up old memes like the, uh, you know, the Internet Explorer 6, uh, the Internet Explorer being slow. I mean, it, it was fun to say Chrome was a memory hog and all the memes out there about them, like, you know, the... Uh, uh, crashing you know, in the IT forums, yeah. they all make fun of Chrome too, but yeah. it's not as bad. And I think Edge is probably runs about the same as Chrome at this point. I use um, Edge and Chrome, I'd say, run about the same. And <laughs> I have to relaunch Edge uh, like every three days, yeah. or yeah. Um, I, I just don't have memory and the fans won't stop running on my computer. I would do Safari, but it's not cross-platform. And that's why I use Edge or Chrome because it's cross-platform. Yeah, and, and I use Edge because there's specific plugins that I'm using that aren't available in Safari. The Chromium. Sorry. And that's uh, one of the comments Brett uh, made is the, the website I have to use to pay rent for my apartment forces us to use Chrome because Safari blocks cross-site scripting. And he says, I'm disappointed in our management company. So... Yeah, yeah, I don't think the management's coming going to probably adapt to Safari when you still have a lot of people still using Windows. <laughs> there's some well, that don't but work with- there's not too many companies that do that because then then that means it doesn't work on a phone and it doesn't work on iOS on iPad. So, you know, certainly companies that are web centric don't do that, and you know, probably the his rental company like they didn't write that software. They bought it for some troglodyte company that, you know, mm. but, but that's the thing, you know, like look at all these things that Apple has done to help improve our privacy. Um, if Safari becomes something that, you know, is just not used, then that all goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Google doesn't care. They're an advertising company. So, you know, a- Apple is pushing the industry there, but if, Chrome takes over on iOS, then, you know, that's it. All the stuff Apple has done will just go out the door. Oh. Mm-hmm. The other thing that the the, uh, the Verge article mentioned too is, uh, you know, Mac users have always been allowed to do uh, download apps from outside their official store. And, but they say the, the, uh, it isn't appropriate in, with the iPhone because uh, these develop, these devices carry more sensitive information. Uh, but Mac there are plenty of ways to do it because you can do, you know, uh, uh, you have, uh, of course, Apple's own enterprise app program, which they use TestFlight, be able to test apps. You know, we've talked, mm-hmm. I've talked about this before, where, you know, 
people are out there who have lists of apps that you can join these developers. And sometimes you want to be careful because those could be rogue uh, developers that are offering some you know, not so desirable apps. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, the yeah, max not developers locked. like Facebook. <clears throat> the max yeah. not locked down. The max not locked down <laughs> because of history, though. I mean, it's uh, uh, Warren is absolutely right. If right, Apple. Yeah, the, were it's, to create the Mac today, it would be locked down the way the absolutely, is. yeah, and it, yeah. because it's historically there, because it's never been that way, because it was born with computers, and, and and when computers were born, that was the only way to go is to find software and put it on there. But yeah, Jeff, if it you know if it was up to probably most companies at this point, you know that's the way to go is kind of lock it, you know, lock things down. I mean. Uh, Microsoft tried a few times with Windows S and all that, and that didn't really work. But you know, the Xbox, the PlayStation, things like that. You know, it's it's the same concept. And basically, they're like, we don't want you, we don't want you messing up. We don't want. We want to babysit the software, and we want to see what comes on. And yeah. some places do a better job than others uh, in that. But um, you know, it would be, it wouldn't be the Mac anymore. If Apple said, we're, we're, you know, you, you can't install things. On, I think on Apple would do that in a heartbeat if they thought they could get away with it. They right. Oh, yeah, of course they, they would. They and, and, you know, they've creeped in that direction, but, you know, they've gotten a lot of pushback. So, um, you know, they haven't pulled the trigger. But, I mean, Mac OS, Mac OS has been out for so long that people know, you know, there, there's people just knows ways to reverse engineer it and to do it anyways whereas the, you know apple you know, the ios you can't really do that but as soon as somebody figures it you know if there was a way to figure out how to do it people would have done it and that's why they can't well, they have it's jailbreaking yeah um, yeah 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 um brett, brett made a, a pertinent uh, comment in the chat here the Mac is evolving to become more locked with each new version of Mac OS. What do you guys yeah, think really. of that? I, I wouldn't say each new version, but you know, that's what I just was saying. You know, they added gatekeeper, they added notarization. Um so you know, they you know they're they're exploring in that direction. And I, I you know, like I say, I think if they thought they could get away with it. They would do it, um, but you know I think it's pretty clear. Like if they did it, you know if they announced that at WBC, they'd 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 get a lot of people like, okay, that's it, Windows, you know, on or Linux. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you. So right. you know, I, and I think it would be, you know, it would be enough market share that Apple would notice. You know, I you know, and, and also I think you know it, it's probably less likely because you know if you look at like I I, I think you know. Five, eight years ago, I thought for sure they were going to do that. Um, and part of that was just like, well, why not? So what if their Mac market share goes down? They clearly don't care about that. Um, well, now it seems like they do. You know, they've actually been improving the Mac a lot and doing a lot of good things. So it doesn't seem like they turn around and do something that for sure would, you know, I think drastically uh, you know, like maybe by twenty five percent or more, would drop their market share if they. It would. If it would they. Be, I'm sorry, just when you're done, but it would be more Apple-like for them to introduce a whole new operating system instead of doing that and let the Mac kind of die out or whatever. They would come out with what you know, 
coming this fall is uh, desktop iOS or desktop OS, and it's basically Mac with you know just the Mac mm -hmm. App Store. Well, you know, I think that's you know a few years ago it was like I think a lot of people thought desktop Mac OS was going to go away and we'd be replaced by iPad OS. Right. And I, you know, I saw a lot of people cheering that on. You know, there were a lot of people that were like, "Oh, that'd be great." You know, I'm tired of Macs. I want to use iPads, but that tide seems to have reversed a bit. Um, the iPad really didn't, you know, fill that niche for multiple reasons. And one of them probably is, you know, um, you know, I mean, there is an awful lot of software that's not sold through the Mac app store, including mine. Mm -hmm. I, would, and, uh, I would yeah, say I mean, probably like 10% of my programs are through the Mac app store. If that 10% are 10% are through the Mac. So 90% are not right. Yeah. Although, you know, I do see people online that like, Oh, I won't buy anything that's not in the Mac app store. See, I don't get that. I, mean, I don't get it either, but I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't I, I think totally it's a major. It. There are, so, I mean, people I've, you know, I do consulting and there are people who are new to Macs who've had iPads and uh, iPhones and have no idea that there are another way to get software other than the, the Mac app store. Cause that's what they, that's what they see. Right. And, and they, they, you know, how many people have you talked to that don't know what to do with a DMG file? No, in the, in the days. So, right. Yes, and uh, and uh, Warren, those those people that uh, you've encountered that get a Mac after having an iPhone or an iPad, and you tell them, hey, you know, you can go to this website for the company and download the, no, no, uh, the software. I'm not going to do that. That's that's what you get. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? Right. Why should I trust them? I can just use the App Store. It's too hard. It's too it's hard. Too to hard. Yeah. And Apple, you know, Apple could make it a lot easier, but, you know, they never have. And, you know, now clearly they never will. In fact, you know, that's something I could see as a possible next step is make it more difficult than it is now. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Truebill. Get control of your subscriptions at truebill.com slash Mac Voices. Pick a number between one and ten. Whatever it is, it isn't high enough for the number of subscriptions you have, including all the ones you've forgotten about. Introducing Truebill, the app that gives you the power to control your subscriptions. Do you have any idea how many subscriptions you unknowingly pay for every month? You probably don't want to know the answer, so why not skip to the part where you use Truebill and identify where you can stop spending and start saving? See all your subscriptions in one place, keep the ones you want, Cancel the ones you don't, right from within the free Truebill app. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. No talking to humans, no difficult conversations, or sales pitches to keep your subscription going. Managing money can be hard, and juggling subscriptions even harder. Don't go it alone. Get Truebill. Start canceling your unused subscriptions at Truebill.com slash MacVoices. Go right now, truebill.com slash macvoices. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Truebill for supporting this week's Mac Voices. 
and, and it's already that. pretty difficult. I mean, right. You go somewhere and you download an app and then you go to run it and now you get this pop-up that says, Hey, Hey, hey are you really right. sure yeah. you want to do this? Right. We're feeling kind of creepy about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On the flip side, I used to sell Windows software also. And my experience was that most Windows customers really didn't know you could buy software full stop. No. Um, you know, because I would run into people and they were like, oh, I didn't know there was any software available besides Microsoft Office. Well, or right now, right now or it's maybe Photoshop. You know, I think they were like stunned to meet somebody that sold software for Windows. Really? I can buy software? I, you know. Most so people don't I, know the Windows store. I think you know the Mac has yeah. always had much more Mac customers have always been much more willing to you know install buy and install software than than, than Windows users. But you know, as the Mac market has grown, I think a lot of those former Windows people have come over to the Mac side, and they they're you know they brought that reluctant you know or. or reluctance or ignorance about third-party software with them. But there's still a very strong core of, you know, Mac customers that, you know, definitely buy buy and use a lot of software and mm -hmm. are willing to go to web third-party websites for it. So fortunately for... Good thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one last story I want to talk about tonight uh this is a rumor but i thought, I thought it's always a pertinent discussion uh the iphone sc has it been uh has it been as selling as well as they think thought was going to be uh this was uh in mac rumors that we're talking here and you know the reportedly apple's cutting production for the that third generation sc of 2022 just weeks after its launch uh because of the global conflict and alleged low demand this was a report from uh, Nikki Asia and citing unnamed sources, of course. Uh, but according to the report, they're saying that it, it, they're cutting back production of the SE uh, as much as two to three million units because of weaker than expected demand. Um, first off, is that, what, what do you guys think? Is this is that something you think is legit? And is Apple surprised that this may not have been as, as big a selling iPhone as they thought it would? Because uh, I don't think people are spending money right now. I think the war in the Ukraine is having an impact on a lot of people's purchasing decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, Apple also does Russia. have a tendency to uh, to ramp up production for a new product. And then after the launch, um, you know, the, Apple's really good at figuring this stuff out. So they know when after the launch, it's time to uh, to scale back some of the production. So you get the big boost right at the beginning, and then you scale back and keep the stream flowing. So it may be that, that this is a case of Apple is uh, scaling back production exactly when they planned. It could be that, that uh, the the situation around the world right now is making them do it a little bit earlier. Um, but also unless someone is, is providing the hard numbers saying, this is what we are doing internally. And now this is what we're doing. And you can see the change in the numbers and don't tell anyone I gave this to you because I'll lose my job. Then 
it's all speculation. Yeah. Yeah. As we kind of kind of take with a lot of these a lot of these stories. Yeah. Like Jen, go ahead. Yeah, I was just yeah, I was just gonna say what you were saying that I just ignore stories like that. You know, it's like what's your source? Who who has a motivation to give that number, you know, kind of numbers out and they just want to write stories for for clicks and I, I yeah. you know, that's Apple's problem. What do I care? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's always been the debate. I think among us who are more higher techie than a lot of people, this phone doesn't appeal to us because it's a low-end model. A lot of people complaining the fact that it's still designed like an iPhone 8, um, but it does have a, a 15 processor in it, which is what's also in the, the iPhone 13. That's why I had so, one. Right. So, so you have the, uh, Frank, you have the 20, the 2020 version? Why well, I, I did, but I traded that in for the uh, iPhone 13 mini. Oh, okay. But the, the, the selling point to me was I was just looking basically for the camera and maybe seven apps that I use regularly on iOS. So for me, it was perfect. I could buy that phone real cheap. It would give me enough money left over to go out and buy some Sandmark lenses so I could get some really good glass and do some video work. And I could come back here and dump it off on, you know, the iMac. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I Warren, you 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 said too that uh, uh, on our show, on our, my show, that uh, you wouldn't recommend the SE to anybody. Even no, if it was somebody that was that was uh, just just a, just one of that simple iPhone, no, I said to do what Frank did and get the mini. That's what I would suggest instead. To, to, that's what I said last week. Um, yeah. I played with it um, two days ago. The SE, uh, the new one, at the store. Um, you know, it's the screen's nicer than I gave it credit for on last week's show. I think I, I kind of poo pooed the screen, um, but it's it didn't look terrible. It looked pretty good. Um, you know, it's it's a phone. It, that's that's the problem. It's, it's it. There's nothing, there's nothing spectacular about it. Um, and it's for people who maybe don't want to spend the money but want to have something new, or a lot of people who have been you know dragging around a half broken phone that need to upgrade might do that too. So, um, but you know, uh, again, it's like you and I and the rest of most of us here. We we like the features of the new stuff. We like the you know the cameras and we like the, uh, mm-hmm. the the OLED screen and we like the size. Mostly, at least I do. Um, I like the size of the Max uh, just because I'm old and I can't see. You are not. Still old. have problems with it. Still have problems with it. Magnifier. Oh, I mean, I yeah, I got like these now all over the place. It's bad. No, I you, use Magnifier yeah, on the iPhone. I, I would, yeah, that too. But I would say, you know, for the people who have uh, get the small iPhone, you know, buy a pair of these as well. And, you know, yeah. it, it helps a little bit. Um, and then Dave told me a trick uh, a couple of months ago that I love where you could actually change the text size. Uh, of You could actually change the size of uh, individual apps and pages with the with the uh, control center, uh, which was it's, it's a, a game changer. Actually, to be honest with you, uh, speaking of size, um, but yeah, no, it it. I mean, it it was it was nice. It was fast, and uh, just like uh, Jim said, I don't think you know, I don't think Apple's telling anybody what numbers are, and I don't think Apple is concerned either about you know whether they sold a little bit less than normal. 
uh, I think they'll be fine. They won't go bankrupt. Nope. Not today. Maybe tomorrow. I don't think so. Um, all right. Let's uh, go ahead and wrap it up for this week. Uh, let's go around the room and uh, let everybody know how they can get a hold of you. Let's start in reverse here, Jim Ray. Uh, thanks for being here today and work to help people find you. Thanks for hosting. Did a great job. Thank you. Um, let's see. You can find me at proview.com, P-R-O-V-U-E.com, uh, or on Twitter at ProViewJim, P-R-O-V-U-E-J-I-M. Great. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, Jeff Gamet, thanks for being here as well. Um, where can people find you? Uh, well, as Jim said, great job hosting. And, uh, and I realized we were no better behaved with you than we are with Chuck. So I, I need to follow that up with, I am sorry. I am so, so sorry. Um, but uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Jay Gamut on both youtube.com slash Jay Gamut for my videos uh, here on most Tuesdays uh, causing trouble with all of you. Um, on Thursdays on the big show. And then in the evenings, most Thursdays in touch with iOS again with you. And then on Fridays, the Mac show and, uh, and Brian Chaffin and I are doing the context machine together. It's our own show. Great. And uh, Warren Sklar, thanks also for being here. How can people find you? Oh, um, I'm on the Facebook, although um, I need to be more active. It's been, uh, I've been, oh. too tired. I've been too tired to <laughs> be on there. I know it's terrible. Um, what else? Um, the show with uh, Chuck sometimes, like this one, uh, and uh, Thursday uh, we'll do uh, we'll do another one. Cool. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Frank Frank Petrie. Frank Petrie, thanks for being here, Frank. How people can find you? Fake Petrie. Well, David, uh, I left Facebook. I left them about 20 years ago, and someone got me back on, and I finally had enough of it. So you can get me on Twitter at fpetrie. Uh, I show up on Instagram occasionally. I'm sort of phasing out social media. It's sort of driving me nuts. Uh, unfortunately, it's not doing well for my uh, website because I can't put up uh, ads or anything. But uh, doing that, I write the monthly column for Screencast Online Magazine, Don McAllister. And uh, again, like everybody else said, you know, you did a great job tonight, Dave. Thanks. Thanks, Rick. All right. And everybody can find me at uh, in touch with iOS at intouchwithios.com. And you can also find me on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash DaveG65. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. And uh, thank you, Chuck, for uh, allowing me to be your fill-in host for this week. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, as always, we're glad that you listened and we'll talk again soon. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, 
Consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.